Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church, and with me again today is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, this week, it was not mine. So, uh, uh, man, it was good to have Pastor Scott with us, and some of you guys are already seeing it, the, the chatter across all social media outlets some of you have already had the chance to go and listen to either Pastor Scott's sermon or um, he, the bonus episode uh, podcast we did for you guys. And yeah. uh, man, we, we really enjoyed that. And having Pastor Scott in the studio, um, man, was, was just fantastic. A lot of wisdom uh, that Pastor Scott has. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't know his story um, and kind of some of the things that the Lord has blessed him to experience and accomplish in ministry. Uh, a lot of people don't necessarily know that. And so... Um, man, he's really, um, he, he's accomplished a lot. There's a lot of wisdom that he has. And so to be able to pour, pull from him, especially being a young church, you know, like you're the, uh, we've rubbed this in all the time. You're the, you're the oldest on staff, right, I, Justin? I am. <laughs> so, the oldest and the wisest. The oldest. <laughs> you're the oldest and the wisest on staff. The oldest. Uh, no, yeah. So Justin, uh, oldest on staff at 33. 33? Yep. 33. I'm 32. 29 plus 4. That's, that's how I say it. <laughs> yeah. So- um, I never thought I would be the oldest person somewhere. Because for for years, yeah, yeah. I worked at Same. places I was the youngest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, right, right. Like, oh, like decades. Tw- 25 to 45. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, decades. Um, so to be the oldest is kind of funny. Yeah. It's but, a new it's a new thing we're yeah. trying. But yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, that's good. So, I mean, having uh, Pastor Scott- with us is is always good you know young staff and we we have pastor dan and we have some of the you know some of the uh older um pastors or leaders or just people that's been in our church for a long time you know we've got a number of people in our church that's been with us for that has been with pastor dan in ministry for decades you know some of them uh even uh tremaine who and you know just to name a few tremaine rick godwin um, Willie Stevens, all three of them are trustees on our board. Uh, they've been with us for 25 years. I mean, you know, they've been with us for a long time. Yeah, I, I say us, I mean us as a family going right. back to multiple different churches and multiple different projects. So, yeah. um, yeah, you know. it's, I think it's cool to have that many people for so long yeah. that are so just, um, bought into what God wants, you know, the vision God has for this particular church. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool. Yeah, and it makes it makes uh, wisdom easier to come by when you don't have to go finding people, but you know they they're they're out there. Well, and then us younger guys, younger compared to most of them, you know, uh, yeah. we really I don't think they realize how much we value the wisdom they do have personally. I don't think they value. I don't think they understand how much we value that as young leaders. Sure, I think I, you know I think the, there's a there is a generational problem that we all know exists where young people feel like. Uh, those that are older than us, especially, you know, 10, 20, you know, 20, 30, 40 years older than us, um, don't, don't know what's going on. They're irrelevant, you know, that, um, and so I think that they maybe sometimes feel like not just us, but just young people in general. And by default, we get lumped into that, that we don't have value for them and we don't, you know, um, yeah. We don't see the value or whatever the case may be. And that's absolutely not the case, you know. Uh, yeah, and that's you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, we exactly. Absor- I love to absorb the wisdom. 
um, and, and allow God to, to use whomever, especially, man, I, I'm such an, I'm always a big proponent of this. And I know a lot of people don't feel this way. As a matter of fact, um, you know, working with, working with younger leaders and wh- who I'm referencing right there is I'm referencing late twenties, early thirties, maybe even to like late thirties, early forties, right. Is there's this like mentality that when I'm teaching someone, I need, they need to struggle as hard as I struggled. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> they need to have to, you know, if I had to walk uphill both ways, no shoes in the snow, then they need to walk uphill both. It's like, well, no, nah, if you know the shortcut, like give them the shortcut. So they don't like, in other words, give them an opportunity to get f- further uh, faster than you had to. Um, don't force them into a position where obviously letting them learn is one thing, but to feel like they have to, to suffer the way you suffered, but you could just help them a little bit and they wouldn't have to suffer that hard. They wouldn't have to go through those same motions. They wouldn't like, man, there's something to that. And I think there is a part of the generation out there and I don't even know what generation they really belong to. I just think there's, I think there are people out there that want to see people have to, um, go through what they went through to get to where they are. And I don't really want to do that. I want to, if I can come along somebody, that's where the reason we have the pipeline. Stuff that took me five years to figure out, and luckily we have. I had a great pastor, you know, Pastor Dan, who who was who taught me things at the kitchen table that would have taken me forever to learn in the real world. So he did that for me, you know, taught me things in five years that would have taken me fifty. Um, and I'm trying to do that for our pipeline students, teach them something in one year that mm-hmm. otherwise would take them ten. You know, just those things that man, if we can expedite the process. Um, how quick can we move people into their leadership potential and accomplishing their purpose if we if they don't have to learn things the hard way? You yeah, know what I mean? Like if I right. can save you a bump or a bruise or a cut or a scar, then by all means, man, I think we need to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and so I think that's, there's just so much wisdom that can get absorbed from people, uh, just whomever, you know. That's uh, good. But you and I have both been in that position. I mean, I up until I up until last year. You know, I was the same way. It always, I was always the youngest person on staff, and that page flipped kind of for both of us at the same time mm-hmm. here. You know, um, so constantly learning from people, constantly absorbing whatever they've got. And so, Pastor Scott, uh, shout out to you, love you, thank you so much for a great weekend. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to the message, go do that. If you have a chance to maybe watch the message. You can go to mytc.life, you can click on media, and you can watch the message from Sunday. Um, and then that bonus, man, I enjoyed that bonus podcast with him, too. That was really good. Yeah, like I, uh, his top 20 things he would tell his 25-year-old self. Good stuff in there. <laughs> so It's it, like so, so much is like uh, so, pra- so, so simple yet practical. Right. But it's like it's one of those things where – Everyone almost knows all that. Like, you know, yeah, it's it. not profound. Right. right. It's not yeah, profound, yeah. but it's like when you hear, but you also are like, yes, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like the reminder that you need. Yeah. Um, especially if you can get a hold of those at 25, you know, or so. Or earlier. Or earlier. Yeah. You know, those are just good, uh, good lessons. I, I was shocked. You know, we said this on the, on that podcast, you know, but I, I was just so shocked when that question came up. Pastor Scott, for those that don't know, Pastor Scott was with our leaders, uh, pouring into our leaders on Friday night before the Sunday that he was preaching. And uh, one of the questions was, you know, what would you tell your 25-year-old self? And he's like, oh, I've got those right here. I was like, oh, 
okay. <laughs> so he just pulled out his list and, and went to work and, uh, it was so good. I was like, man, we're doing that. So if you have any chance to check that out also, but Sunday was a great day, man. We had a, a lot of families, uh, you know, doing the spring break thing still people are coming back in town. Um, man, just so much happening, uh, in regards to just like spring break and vacationing and we want our families to do that man go vacation uh you know take your kids to disney world do the whole thing you know just come back uh but, you know yeah. like go go do all that um and uh and then man shout out to we got a little kid i say kid uh man he's i think he's about to be a teenager soon um man in our church that uh, i want to give a shout out to brubra uh won his another championship neil's son um, Neil and Brittany huh. Croom's son won another championship Sunday. I think the kid has more rings, like championship rings, than Tom Brady or something. Like it's <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and so this one was for baseball. So man, I keep seeing him. Shout out to you, man. Good job. You know your pastor loves you. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, man, keep stacking them up. Keep Jesus first. You know, and uh, I know you will. You're parented well, Neil and Brittany. I know that you are proud of him and all your kids, um, but uh, man, shout out to you! Good job. I wanted to to throw that in there. So, but we wanted to go through Pastor Scott's uh, man his his sermon from this past week. He dropped a number of man just good truth bombs uh, on Sunday with his Control Alt Delete sermon. <laughs> yeah, that's Control fun. Alt Delete. I haven't even thought about Control Alt Delete in a <laughs> while <laughs> since <laughs> since I've been a Mac user yeah, for, right, right, right. for four or five years. Yeah, because Mac auto saves number one, so it's you know it's whatever. But so it's like just power down and power it back on. But even still, uh, so I, did you feel this way too? I felt this way. Did you feel like the congregation was unsure of what to do with Pastor Scott when you first got up there? Like, did yeah. you feel that in the air a little bit? Yeah, I, I feel like they were like yeah. some people. You know, uh, so much of our congregation doesn't know who he is. As far as he hasn't yeah. haven't, he hasn't preached or been at our church since they've been a, a part of our church. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so it's like, but I think that it's like that with with guest speakers at all. Like, yeah. Am I gonna like this guy? Is he? Yeah. You know, or, well, and I think well, he. And I mean, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is he gonna be serious? Is he? Is he whatever? You know. Yeah. And I think the one of the things I noticed too is I is, at least this is my just my perception. And I could be way off, but um, I think the other thing is it's like. You know, that Pastor Dan talks about Pastor Scott so much on, you know, Facebook posts and all those things, you know. Uh, and so I think you naturally kind of think of him as like a traditional 51 year old pastor, you know, from the old school mentality. And, uh, you know, if you if you haven't heard the message from Sunday yet, you will see that that is, you know, he's he's got some spunk in him. You know, he's got some some fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, to just, you know, he, he's super aware of so many things, um, uh, in regards to just culture and style and all these things. I mean, I was, I was looking at his Yeezy Sunday and I was just like, golly, you know? Um, so I will say this about Yeezys. They look a lot better on a foot than they, they do sitting on a shelf or in a picture online. Oh, facts. They're, yeah. they're ugly just l- looking at them. Yeah. That's why I've always been like, I would never own a boot and they're on a person yeah, they, they don't look near they don't look as bad and you have to wear pants with them don't try to wear shorts no no they look terrible with shorts so yeah, but anyway. uh, and then you know but yeah yeah so he did the control all delete sermon and um man it was just good it, it was it was a good to kind of maybe if you haven't listened to it or or to <clears throat> again recap the follow-up um 
man, is that we look at Galatians 6, 9 is what he started out with. Yeah, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I loved what he started with right there because he, he talked about, I mean, he came out of the gate with the idea that you can become weary in doing good. Like you, that can happen. You, every time you get weary, it's not because you're doing the wrong things. It's not because you're doing bad things. It's not because of, you know, necessarily any of that. It's, it's sometimes you can just become weary in doing, in doing good, you know? Um, and so, uh, but that man, sometimes what happens and just like he said on Sunday, sometimes what happened is we find ourselves in these places where just like on PC computers, we don't run into this necessarily on Mac computers because we've met Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and we use Mac products, Apple products. But for those who are perhaps not that way, um, yeah, he, he talked about what happens when you when the, the computer locks up, right? And screen goes froze and... <clears throat> you can hit control alt delete and get unstuck yeah buddy and, I remember that. <laughs> and uh so he talked about um kind of getting our lives unstuck and, or rebooting our lives you know um and he talked about three ways to do that and three keys three keys yeah keys ha ha ha, ha. control alt delete yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the three keys to a reboot and the first one being control control right um and justin is it our control like are we is it putting ourselves in control no no it's putting god in control giving giving god tried it don't work yeah right right, right. (laughs) yeah that's a i love this question and i love people's responses you know because he's like you know are we ever really in control and people were like well yeah and then it was like no. But are we? Because <laughs> I and and again, just I, I think some of what he said was so relevant to a lot of where a lot of people in our church are. Like we're all one phone call, one text message away from our life being shook, you know, and realizing how little control we actually have over over our lives, you know. And that's so true. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because it's like I mean, because because ultimately, like in this. In the question, do I have control? I think there are things that I have control of. Like I have control of when I'm going to leave the office or those kind of little things. But right, right, you know, right. you think you have, you think you have things under control. But it's like, like you say, like you get one phone call. It's like you know, yeah. no, totally. You know, your mom's been in a car wreck, right? Uh, you know, or something crazy like that. Then, yep. then all that is your plans, your uh, all that changes. Yep. You know. And no one can control that, you know, what, no one can control that that happened and nothing you can do about it. And then everything you plan really doesn't matter either. Yeah. Like at that point, it's like, then you got to do what, take over and do what you got to do. But yeah, but yeah. No. Yeah. Cause I, and, and I think, you know, just like he said, you know, the only way, and the only way to take, the only way to take control is to give it back to God. Like, and you know, he said that and I thought that was kind of profound cause that's the, the way everything works in the kingdom. The only way to take control of your finances is to become more generous with them. Like you'll never, you'll never live out a truly blessed financial life until you become generous with what you have. Mm-hmm. It's that sowing and reaping thing. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about, when he was talking about that, I was like, man, it's so true just in everything. Like, man, if you, if you want more joy in your life, then you have to start giving it away. 
Like every time you meet someone, man, you become the inspiration of joy for them. If you want more finances, you have to become more generous. If you want more peace, you have to start speaking more peace and helping other people find it in their life. Like you really do. The, if you want it, then you really have to give it away. And it even works when it comes down to control in our life. How do I take control? Give it to God. Because mm-hmm. that's the only that's the only real way that you know it's in the right person's hands anyways. And even going back to what we talked about, it's like, man, how often do I, when I am in control, it's like, screwed that up, screwed that up, screwed that up. <laughs> you know, so. And, you know, and not only, not only that, it's like, things just happen too, you know? I mean, like, uh, things happen. Right. You know, that you can't necessarily plan for or whatever. So it's like. That's why you got to be sometimes fluid. You know, he mentioned something. He mentioned something the other night in the leadership thing that I think could apply a little bit. Where he's talking about in leadership, sometimes you just got you got to grip things loosely, like grip yeah. it, but grip loosely. Yep. It's kind of yep. like that with our plans and stuff too, because yeah, totally. you know, stuff happens. You know, that you can't plan for somebody's fault. It's just that's why you got to be willing to adapt and and keep keep moving. You know, that type of thing. Don't let the change and stuff cripple you, but yeah. No, totally. I, I totally agree. But yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, he tell man, and then he told his uh, he told his NASCAR story, right? And I mean, I there was so much in that story that he told um, about about the whole NASCAR thing. But he one of the things that he mentioned, I was just like, man, that's so good. Is he's talked about the speed of his obedience determines the speed of his advance, right? And the speed of my obedience determining the speed of my uh, advance. And he's talking about how he was following the pace car. Um, and if you didn't know better, you would have thought that he was keeping up with the pace car. But it was really that the pace car was was keeping up with him. So if he wasn't going fast enough, the pace car would actually slow down to his speed. Right. Um, and so... Uh, and, and he used that as an analogy to say, like, man, there's so many things that the Lord wants to do in our life, is trying to do in our life, is ready to do in our life, but he keeps having to slow down to our pace, right? Um, and and I started kind of thinking through that, like, man, what are the things that continue to slow us down? Obviously, our character. Like, if our character isn't in tune, like, if our character isn't in line, like, man, that's a big, that's something that'll really slow you down. Yeah. But your attitude, you know, um, <sighs> Like if you, if you don't have the right attitude, like that'll slow you down. And therefore the Lord is coming, is slowing down to where we are. There's so much more we could be doing, but our attitude is crap. And so therefore we're not accomplishing our gratitude. You know, it's like, are you thankful for what you have? Because if you're not thankful for what you have, then you're not keeping up with the pace car. The pace car is having to slow down to, to your lack of gratitude, you know? So there's there, yeah, there is a greater blessing that's probably out there for you. You're never going to tap into it because you're not grateful for what you currently have, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, and, and then you just go down the list, like all these areas, whether it's, it could be purpose or character, like we talked about, um, finances, attitude, gratitude, or purpose. You know, it's like, there's so much more the Lord wants to do in you. You know, and I think even for some people, it's a matter of just shifting gears, like going back to that. Like mm-hmm. for some people, like they're so stuck in the gear that they're in and it takes it takes an uncomfortable yes and then an uncomfortable journey down the road to get moving quickly closer to where God is at, the pace car. And some people just don't want to shift gears. They like where they're at. It's com- they're comfortable with the gear that they're driving in. They're comfortable with where life is. Is there more? Sure. Mm-hmm. 
but man, if I if I go faster, I'm risking more. It's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Some people in reverse. <laughs> man, listen. <laughs> or neutral at best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were <laughs> just, yeah, revving. just revving. You're making all that noise, but you ain't going nowhere. You ever had a car like back in the day that was crap and had a red light? You, you had to, had to it. put it in neutral. <laughs> That's what some people do it. The car's on, and yeah. they behind the wheel, but they, they got it in neutral, just yeah. hitting the gas. Ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I even, man, it re- it reminded me of what, one of the things that I talked about Friday night before Pastor Scott had gotten there, you know, about how, how I feel like a lot of us, I feel like a lot of us are leaving something in our tank. Like we're living life, but we're living it with something in reserve. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're not going after life or purpose or blessing or more of God in our life. We're not going after it with reckless abandon. We're going out, we're going after it with like a, a, a partial reserve where it's like, yeah, I mean, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, like, let's not get crazy here. And it's like, man, how, sh- how terrible would it be for us to stand in front of the Lord on judgment day and go, yeah, God, I, I really gave you 80% all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. like God's like, yeah, but you could have reached in your whole life. That extra 20% meant you could have reached 500 more people. You could have done, you know, you could have blessed a thousand more families. You could have fed 200 more hungry people. You could have, you could have, you could have, you could have, you could have. You could have tapped into 20% more of the purpose and the destiny and the life that I have for you. But at least you left some reserves in your tank. And it's like, man, you know, if I have to make a fool out of myself five times to reach my complete potential 50 times, then that's just worth it. And so many people don't want to take the risk of looking like a fool. So many people don't want to take the risk of, of the unknown. They don't want to take the risk of what's uncomfortable. And the thing is, is until you stretch past what you're capable of, you're never going to reach what you didn't realize you were capable of. Mm-hmm. And man, that's, when, that's so, when he was talking about that pace car thing, I was like, man, that's fire right there. Because for so many of us, man, for so many of us, uh, that's exactly where we're at. It's like, you know, I, I I'm not keeping up with the pace car i'm not keeping up with the lord i'm not keeping up with his purpose his calling his destiny he's having to slow my purpose my calling and my destiny down to meet the speed that i'm willing to go at yeah that's good and man that's that's just not what the lord wants not at all for us you know so i thought i thought that was really good the speed of my obedience determines the speed of my advance i wrote that down i think i even tweeted it out at one point um (laughs) but yeah like it's it's that that was money right there so control man giving control to the lord and then number two key number two is alt alter your confession alter your confession your declaration in other words justin (laughs) better watch your mouth (laughs) yeah watch true watch your mouth yeah so proverbs 18 21 says that the tongue has the power of life and death Yes, right. It is. And so, and, and so what is it that we're speaking, right? What is it that we're declaring? What is it that our words are, uh, are, are speaking over us? And, um, man, he gave the, the analogy from Dr. Cho, which I think I'm probably going to turn into a full blown series 
in the next year or so, because uh, the Lord really kind of dropped something in my spirit uh, based on what he was talking about with Dr. Cho and, mm-hmm. and that your words, the portion of your brain that you use to create words actually also like controls the neurological portion of your body. Like, th- so when you speak words, it actually runs through your body. So if you're speaking life, it actually sings life through your body. And if you're speaking death, it actually s- sends death, like, you know. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so- With how people- some some you know how some people are just negatively affected by that kind of stuff the yeah. words and the power of their own words exactly exactly so uh man he was really he was really on to something uh especially when he said uh you fight he said this it wasn't his notes but he said you fight wrong thoughts with right words you fight wrong thoughts with right words and i was like man listen <laughs> that's, that's good <laughs> like that's good you know um but the, he said, "You, you got. We, we have to start speaking from our expectation instead of our experience. We got to start speaking from our expectation instead of our experience." Yeah, um, and I, and I remember like when when he made that statement. You know, it was almost like he was talking about we remember we remember the lie from back that we had been told that the enemy even kind of whispered in our ear. Right. And that we we allow that experience and we project that on what's coming or what's yeah what's ahead of you and your dreams or you know and it's yeah. like yeah you fa- you failed the last three times you, you know so you're not going to expect you just gonna yeah. start, you're going to live in that experience and not look for the expectation right to accomplish or to fulfill or you know to allow God to let you be victorious or whatever those things are you know that's right um, and yeah no I it, it's totally totally yeah, that's, that's that's good. So, and then we go to number three is delete, delete, uh, which is to stop replaying the past, deleting your past. Um, you know, let it go, let it go. Have you seen that movie? No, you haven't seen Frozen. No, I'm really. I have no reason to watch Frozen. Honestly, I haven't either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I if there's two people in this office, I would think haven't seen it. It would be the two of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have no reason. I mean. Well, yeah, I'm a 33 year old grown man. I'm not on my own going to choose to watch Frozen. Well, I know a few. No, I'm just kidding. You know, like no kid, <laughs> right. like you know. Right, so. right, 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 right. You're not infatuated with Disney movies. Like. Oh, absolutely not. But <laughs> you know, some of them are good. Like I like Aladdin and stuff. You know, from back in the day. But um, anyways, so Did no, you, I have not seen Frozen. I'm, of course, I know the song, but I have to hit the pause button for a second. Did you see my post from earlier today? No. So I, I sent out a public service announcement. No, on, on Facebook. No, that I've officially changed my the greatest movie of all time in my book, my number one on my top five movies. It's now what Warrior. What's Warrior? It's a. It's got Tom Hardy, and um, I forgot the other guy's name, um, but it's got Frank Grillo, Tom Hardy. Um, What's it about? It's like a MMA movie. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I watched it again today. Might have cried a little. Not gonna lie. But it wasn't like a, not like a weepy, like, it, this is so sad. Like is it, it was, on Netflix? inspirational. No. No, it's on, I had to buy it through iTunes. Uh, I, or you can rent it through iTunes. Yeah. But yeah, it, man, it's so good. It, I watched it again today as I was watching it, because I watched Tombstone the other day, because I was like, I want to check my top movies, make sure I'm still where I was, you know, a few years back. So I pulled up, uh, watched Tombstone the other day, and I was like, mm, yep, this is good. This is good. Because Tombstone's good. Man, listen, Val Kilmer's got some zingers in there, bro. Like, he he dropped some. some he, he's the perfect person for that role. He was, and and Doc Holliday in that in the movie. So there's a part in the movie. This has 
probably very little to what we're talking about, but maybe it could be relative. We'll see. So I don't know if you remember the scene in the movie where he's, they're like on the road trying to track down all these bad guys. Okay. And he was coughing up like blood, like he was, his sickness was getting the best of him, you know? Yeah. And, um, and one of the guys in his, and their crew was like, Doc, what are you doing here? Like, you should be in bed, you know? And uh, he's like, Wyatt Earp is my friend. And the guy's like, well, I got lots of friends. And Doc looked at him and goes, I don't. <laughs> and I was like, bro, that's yeah, like, that's good right there, man. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Didn't he have a TB in that movie? I think so, yeah. I think yeah. it's TB. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good movie. It's it's such a good movie. And, uh, and talk about an all-star cast. I mean, you know, you got Val Kilmer, you got Kurt Russell, you got Bill Paxton, you got oh, yeah, Bill Paxton. Yeah, and then you got uh, what's the one guy? The one guy from Titanic, the jerk boyfriend from yeah, Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um I, I can't. Then you got Jason Priestley's in it. You got Billy Bob Thornton in it. You got um, Billy Bob. You got you got some, you get. It's a, yeah. it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Got some, got all star cast in there. So, um, anyways, there's very little to do. What we're talking about, but Warriors now, I think number one on my list, and I don't see it getting dethroned anytime soon. It's such a good movie, you should check it out. But yeah. back to what we were talking about. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. So, um, yeah. And Pastor Scott made a, a great statement where he said that nothing holds as much power over your life as your past. Nothing holds as much power over your life as your past because um, it dictates the lens that we see through. Mm-hmm. It dictates the lens of possibility. Um, it dictates the lens of, in our minds, probability. Um, you know, all those things. Like it, it how, how our past affects us um, is so powerful. So, um, you know, kind of left us to that point, man, where he was – he. You know, he even talked about it. he's like I may not know what holds tom- I may not know what tomorrow holds but I know who holds tomorrow right you know um and you know in when he was talking about kind of deleting your your past he made a statement he said old maps will never take us to new destinations yeah I like that and uh, I was like okay all right sure won't old maps will never take us to new destinations it was so good right <laughs> um and then you talk about the echo thing, and I thought that that was, you know, again, just profound, man. Like, Well, you got to read the scripture for that to make sense. Yeah, so, so 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Um, uh, go ahead and read it, Justin. Yeah, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Strongholds, and the, and the word strongholds there uh, is the, kind of the word echo, which means, you know, you've, we've all been to a ravine before or a big open place where you scream and you can hear the echo coming back at you. And it's, and it's that idea that the lies that the enemy really likes to hold over our head, the strongholds, the echoes, uh, is those things that just get repeated, right? And, and uh, I think all of us probably have some of those, these negative words that we allow just to continue to ring in our minds. And I don't know about you. I mean, you'd have to tell me, Joe. I, it took me a while to figure this out, but I'm pretty, I, I can see how all the areas of my life that I've been successful were all me over like making it a point to be something because of a lie that existed. So for example, like some stuff, maybe some stuff that my family went through and some decisions I made during that time. Um, but specifically like how, uh, because of some of the things our family went through, um, when I got the opportunity 
to take control, if you will, like to be the one to say like, no, 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 no. Like I'm never gonna, I'm never going to feel powerless again. I'm always going to be the best at whatever I do from a, from a professional level. No one's ever going to put me in a position where, um, I'm at their mercy on whether or not I'm going to pay for my house or to pay my bills or whatever. Like I'm never going to be at someone else's mercy. I'm never going to have my future dictated by a boss. Right. I may work for a boss, but whether or not I keep my house is never going to depend on someone else. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always going to be in the position where I'm in, I'm in control of that. Now that comes from a very negative place and negative circumstances that kind of put me in that mental spot. But, um, but that's always been that way. So it's driven me to constantly like strive for, for, to be the best and greatness and all that stuff from at least from a professional level. Um, so I don't know about you. I mean, you're a driven person. I don't know. You know, yeah, I, I don't think mine's like that or mine, mine was like that. Um, it wasn't necessarily to prove people different, you know, wrong or differently. It was not, uh, it wasn't really that. I don't, I can't say that I have a similar experience in that way. I don't, I never really thought about it like that either though. So no. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are parts of my life that are like that. Yeah. Um, but, the 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 driven part is not that um not not that I can pinpoint anyways yeah so I think it's something interesting though I think it's something you kind of chew on a little bit yeah because for me like I think I'm I'm driven because you know my dad just put that in me work hard be the best etc um for me it's the underlying current so it wasn't necessarily the motive as much as it was like this undertone this current that was like like so my dad raised me to, to be the, you know, he, he always told me, he talked to me about college once in my entire life. And his words to me were, I thought it was a waste of time for me. I'm not going to make you do it. If you want to do it, I'll support you. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But here's what I, here's what I will tell you. Don't let someone else be the boss your whole life. Find something, become the best at it and start a company where you get to do it so that you're working Mm -hmm. for you and not making someone else rich. That was the only thing he told me. And that's exactly, you know, that was the, the lane that I took more or less. I mean, I always had jobs for working at corporations and stuff, but like those were, that was kind of the advice that I lived by and it really worked. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. But I do, re- I, it did once I got older and I started, you know, there was a season in my life where I went and saw, I guess you could call it almost like therapy, kind of dealing with some of just my internal stuff, which, just to drop a plug right there. Like if anyone out there, like you've been, if you ever need to talk to someone, like go talk to someone. Don't think it's not spiritual or not Christian or you don't have enough Jesus in you. If you go talk to someone about whatever it is you may be dealing with, like for real, you take care of yourself out there. But I was a point in my life where I did the same thing. Like I was just dealing with some stuff and I wanted to go talk to someone and I went and talked to them and, uh, they, through a, a series of conversations, they helped nail down this undertone, um, in me that started it goes all the way back to when i was 16 and it still exists today uh this undertone of of control and um being successful to you know metaphorically have my fist in the air to everybody you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. 
screw everybody you know whatever like right like it is what it is you know um and i'm not necessarily saying that's a good thing right um no. i'm not that's not really like a bragging thing i'm not even necessarily saying that's a good thing or a good mentality to have um it's just something that i realize about myself um because i have this i deal with the same thing i think we all deal with echoes in our life that says you'll always be or you'll never be or because of you this happened or your kids will never or you know whatever mm-hmm. like You'll always be poor. You'll never be successful. Like whatever, you know, whatever the lie is, you're stupid or, you know. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> and I think, man, because of, because of some of those echoes, um, they can really, really, those strongholds, you know. Um, and so we have to overcome our, our thoughts, you know, even going back to some of the series from the beginning of this year, really overcoming our thoughts, overcoming the battle that's in our mind, overcoming the lies, um, you know, I think that's, you know, going back to the scripture where it's like, take every thought captive, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I think that's both temptation and I think it's also a stronghold, you know, um, and, and calling some of it out for what it is, you know, which is just the enemy trying to, to get it. Like he, he doesn't necessarily have to get you. I don't think his goal is to get us into hell. You know, those of us that are in Christ, I don't think his goal is to get us into hell as much as it's just to get us to be ineffective while we're still on the earth. I mean, period, you know, that's good. So that's good. Cause it sure is. seems like it's easy for him on a, for, on a lot of, a lot of ways, a lot of times for people, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, and, and I think for, for many of us, we're our own worst enemy. Uh, our mind, we're our own worst critic, you know? Um, and man, for a lot of people, golly, I think that it really is one of those things where, I, I talk to people sometimes and they'll have a hundred things going right, but they're all like huddled up in a corner, depressed over the one thing that's not. And it's like, man, you look around, like, look at all the things God is doing for you, in you, through you. But all you're sitting here talking about is the one thing that you are <laughs> sad over, sulking over, mad over, whatever. It's like, man, you know, and then my other question I want to ask them sometimes is like, how do you think this is going to change? Like, in other words, if this one thing that you're sulking over became the 101st thing that's going right, because there's 100 things going right, this is the one bad thing you're sulking over. Let's say it starts going right. Now you got 101 things going right. Are you going to find the other thing that's not going right and then become sulky over that too? Like, where's the cutoff where you start saying, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to start seeing the glass half full not half empty. I'm, I'm just going to start seeing everything as an opportunity for God to work for me instead of seeing how it's going to go wrong. Like, man, where are all the different lanes where we start to see things differently? Because uh, I think that's a necessity, man, to to really get out of this mindset of poor pitiful me because there's no, mm-hmm. there ain't, there's not a big line of people ready to pick me up when I fall down. So you got to learn how to pick yourself up. That's you the, know, that's the dang truth right there. Jesus didn't die on the cross for us to be a bunch of sulky wimps. So, but <laughs> tweet that out. And so I do believe that that's our time, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, there's so much that God wants to do, but we really have to give him control, alter the words, how we, what we declare our life and delete our past. And let's get moving in the direction that God has for us. And uh, man, so grateful for pastor Scott, yeah. uh, the message he brought Sunday and being with us all weekend. 
powerful. And uh, again, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, go to, go to mytc.life slash or mytc.life and click on media. Um, you can find all the, the goods there. And uh, yeah. It was good awesome. times. It was good times. Yeah, Justin, tell them where they can find more about the church. You can find us at uh, transformationchurch.com online or on Facebook and Instagram at Transformation Pensacola. All right, guys. Well, hey, we appreciate you tuning in with us. Uh, join us next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.